This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. It is National Caregiver Day, an opportunity to recognize and thank all of those Canadians who are helping friends and loved ones. Eight million Canadians are informal caregivers, and that takes a huge burden off the health care system. It's a selfless act that often puts a huge burden psychologically, emotionally, financially on the person who is offering that up. So as I said, we want to hear from you if you are a caregiver. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Right now I'm here with Monda Morris, who is the VP of Advocacy for CARP. CARP is a huge advocate for caregivers, and Wanda's here with a special thank you for caregivers. Hi, Wanda. Hi, Libby. We kicked off our caregiving campaign last year. I did a, a cross-country tour, talked to all kinds of caregivers, and the stories were just heartbreaking. It's one of the reasons that we took on the issue of caregiving, and we wanted to say thanks today on this special day. So anybody who's listening who provides uh, informal unpaid care of five hours or more a week, we want you to go to our website, carp.ca slash Caregiver thanks. We have a special offer for you. Okay. Is it, is it a, it's a surprise? It's a surprise. It's our, our special way of saying thanks. Okay. Well, okay. You have to go to the website to, to find out what it is because, uh, frankly, I don't, I don't know what it is yet either. And uh, do you have to uh, give anything to prove that you uh, give more than five hours a week of caregiving? Uh, no. We're, I know our CART members, our listeners are pretty honest, so we'll take their word for it. Uh, and uh, we just want to say thanks today and, and all days. I mean, Libby, we know, you know in particular caregivers, particularly those looking after Alzheimer's patients, just have an incredible toll. You, you mentioned it. I'm not sure if people are aware that many caregivers looking after Alzheimer's patients die before the loved one they're caring for because of the incredible toll it takes on them. Uh, so we should be saying thanks. Of course we should, but our government should also be doing more to support caregivers. Okay. Um, before I, the phone lines are filling up and we are going to get to you people, we really want to talk to you and, and let you have your say. But uh, let's get a little uh, update on the advocacy. I know that CARP did manage to get some improvements uh, for caregivers. Uh, so why don't you just remind us what, what has been improved and what we are still, you are still trying to improve. Fantastic. Well, caregivers is a little bit complex because both the federal government and the provincial governments are involved, but the federal government budget that recently came out gave us one of the asks that we've been uh, pursuing, which is to increase uh, employment insurance for caregivers. Previously, you could get unemployment insurance if you're looking after a terminally ill loved one. Now you can also get it if you're looking after a critically ill loved one. So another 15 weeks, we love that. They've also cleaned up the caregiver benefits, uh, simplified them, combined them, and increased the eligibility for people providing care for loved ones uh, who don't live with them. So, so those were good changes. And uh, do, you, do you know the numbers offhand? Uh, of the individuals who were impacted? Or? Uh, no, the, 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 how much you can get? I 
I I don't have the details with me, but we're still talking about low-income caregivers. I mean, the eligibility ceilings went from kind of low 20s to mid 20s. So we're, you know, nobody's getting rich off of caregiver tax credits. Um, absolutely. And and we know, of course, that a lot of people have to either cut back their hours, sometimes give up their jobs entirely to become caregivers. So uh, on, on top of all the other issues surrounding it, it it's a financial hardship. It really is, and, and we were disappointed that our other ask didn't uh, f- uh, get um, w- accepted by the government, which was to make that uh, tax credit non-refundable. Right now, it's only a benefit to people that actually have income, but uh, some of the hardest-hit caregivers are the ones who actually give up their jobs, and as you say, and they didn't get relief. Um, we're also today you know, calling on the provincial government, the Ontario government and other provinces to... Uh, alleviate the burden on caregivers by providing better respite care and uh, a caregiver allowance for uh, our hardest hit uh, financially of our caregivers. Okay, let's uh, go right to the phones. We've got Joseph in Toronto. Hi, Joseph. Hi, how are you, Lily? Fine, it's Libby. How are you? Uh, I'm good, Libby. Thank you very much. Uh, go, go ahead. You're on the air. Uh, okay, so I'm a caregiver to a senior gentleman who has limited mobility uh, he's 83 years old, and uh, I'm. This is my first client as a live-in. Mm-hmm. Oh, so so you're a paid caregiver? Uh, well, no, I'm not a paid caregiver. However, in lieu of rent, I uh, take care of the gentleman 24/7. Um, that sounds like a, a very interesting kind of arrangement that can work for a lot of people. Um, uh, and uh, do, is that working well for you? Uh, well, it's been one year this week that I've been at his residence, and with my continuing education, yes, it has been working out very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, is there anything you'd like to tell us on this National Caregiver Day? Well, um, I listen to your show often, Libby, and I would really like you to do a uh, program that talks about uh, the adult children who carry the power of attorney of senior citizens. Uh, this could be a very interesting topic for you to touch on. Mm-hmm. As uh, currently, w- w- with the education I'm taking now, I'm recognizing multiple challenges with seniors who have adult children that hold the POA. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Wanda wants to speak to that. Joseph, thanks for your call. All right. Thank you, Libby. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh-huh. I just wanted to to say that Joseph's right on. Uh, Powers of attorney often are used, and while they're meant to be an instrument to help seniors, often they can become a a tool for financial abuse. And on a different campaign, our elder abuse campaign, we're absolutely looking at uh, the issue of powers of attorney and how we can better control them. Okay, yes, um, and there there are all kinds of things that can arise with powers of attorney, especially if there's more than one adult child who has it. Um, it, it can be a minefield, but if, if someone is disabled and they don't have someone who has a power of attorney, that's a problem too. A difficult subject. Uh, let's go back to the phones. We've got Roy in Toronto. Hi, Roy. Hey, how you doing, Libby? Fine, how are you? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Tired, always tired. Okay. <laughs> we moved in with my mother-in-law 14 months ago. She's 85 with early Alzheimer's. Uh-huh, early stage Alzheimer's? Early stage, yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's been kind of frantic. It's a whole new experience. 
And this job, I'm telling you, is 24-7. Yep, yep. Right now, I have uh, seven sister-in-laws and a brother, and in 14 months, I've had 10 days off. And we were we were told that, you know, oh, well, yeah, you guys come in, we'll take care of mom, you know, we'll give you family support and stuff. Now, actually doing the work with her is I find a great satisfaction in this because she's a great lady, right? And she doesn't deserve this insidious disease that mm-hmm. she has. But I just find the hours so long that I have, like, no weekend to look forward to, you know. And every every time we approach the family about this, it's everybody's got a great idea. Yeah, we're going to help. We're going to do this. It never materializes. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. And... I just don't know how to, how to get by it, you know, it's, uh, because I, I, I love my mother-in-law, and I certainly wouldn't want to leave, you know, but you can only take so much. It's quite a mental strain, you know, when they get up anywhere from 4.30 in the morning to 8, and she's up three times a night and wants to go to bed at 12 in the afternoon. You know, it's all these games you have to play to keep them with uh, reality, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, what about respite care? I'm just uh, reading a press release from the health minister and says that last year the uh, the government of Ontario provided uh, 600,000 additional hours of respite care. Sounds like a lot, at least uh-huh. in the press release. Well, when we first moved in here, we were getting 14 hours a week of uh, PSW coming in. Yep. Two hours a day. And uh, it wasn't too bad, you know. She she came in uh, around four o'clock. I'd have dinner made and everything, and I'd get a little bit of time, you know, you know, to get ready for the family dinner and stuff. But since that time, we're now down to four hours a week. And why did that happen? <laughs> I guess because we moved in, they feel that she doesn't need doesn't need the help anymore. Oh, okay. This is before you moved in with her. You had fourteen hours a week. Well, one- yeah, even for the first. Uh, six months we were here, it was like that, too. Wow, Wanda. Right, and they just, uh, like, they phone up and say, well, we're going to take this day away from you, that day away from you. Uh, We're going to cut it down by an hour a day. And it's just, they're slowly edging away that I know where it's going. Uh, Just uh, let's bring Wanda into the conversation. Uh, You know, can you appeal those kinds of decisions, Wanda? Uh, You certainly can can go back to the the CCAC and and let them know that this is causing distress. Uh, And... I, 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 I just hear the, the anguish in your voice, and, and I, I think it's so unfortunate we're putting good people in these situations where you want to do the best, and yet you get to a point where you're at the end of your rope. We see people you know, uh, walking away, dropping off their parents in emergency rooms. Yeah, a terrible um, thing to do, too. Yeah, and nobody wants to do that, but we need some more support. Certainly, you know, CARP is calling for better respite care. I think it's critical. Uh, yeah, I really encourage you to call the CCAC and just let them know exactly how tough things are. And and maybe let the government know. I mean, I, I, now, I have to say, when it comes to CCAC, I'm completely confused. I thought CCACs were being replaced by another level of administration. Um, I'm not sure when that's happening. I thought it would have happened already. Uh, you know, uh, maybe we need another program to sort that out. But, but this is just... Really, really difficult, and and I see by your family situation that you have other family members, and they just aren't following through on what they've been promising. Yeah, exactly. And I I wanted to incorporate some of the grandchildren in this. I mean, you're talking grandchildren that are forty and fifty years old, not children, right? And that just doesn't seem to be going around. Nobody wants to seem to bring them in either. Okay. Well. Well. 
Yep. Uh, it's, it's a tough situation. Uh, all I can say is we thank you, Roy. Thank it's you, National Roy. Caregiving Day. And uh, hang in there. And uh, maybe you just need to be more forceful. I mean, maybe set up a schedule for the rest of the family and saying, okay, I have you down for this, this, and that. And uh, if you can't make it, maybe uh, say, okay, well, if you can't make it, let's have 25 bucks for your hour so I can bring someone in. Yeah, I think that might do it. I think it's going to get to. Yeah, well, it, no. you know, uh, and let us know how it goes, Roy. Okay, I certainly will, Libby. Okay, thanks a lot. You're welcome. You have a good day now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. It's National Caregiver Day. I'm here with Wanda Morris, the VP Advocacy for CARP, and we're talking to caregivers. It's a day to say thank you, but also to review where we're at in terms of the kind of support we offer caregivers who provide a huge service, not just to their friends and loved ones, but actually to the entire country, because this takes a huge burden off the health care system. Let us go to... Mia in Bowmanville. Hi, Mia. Hello. Hi. Hi. Maya. It's Maya. Oh, Maya. I'm sorry, Maya. It's okay. Uh, it's you're, okay. you're on the air. We're yeah, listening. That's good. I just phoned for the reason of uh, it's right up my alley. My husband had a brain tumor, uh, a benign one, but it affected his hearing, his speech, his walking, and he falls a lot. He's six foot six and oh, my goodness. 30 pounds. And I'm the, not that heavy, and so I have to phone 911 a lot. But at the same time, I have to be in all the time to make sure that nothing happens to him. So it makes it sort of curtails my time completely for my own personal self. Uh, I do look after. I'm very fortunate as much as I do have some knowledge on nutrition, etc. So I can do that very well with the juicing and the whole thing. But at the same time, I think maybe sometimes I feel like I wish there could be somebody to <laughs> paint my room because so, I can't do any of it because I have to mostly be there for him. Do you get so any... I'm only actually venting a little bit here. Well, Maya, do you, do you get any respite care? Do you have anyone who comes in for a few hours so that you can... My you granddaughter know... is very kind. She comes every Monday. I have a wonderful family, but of course, like everybody else on the program, they're all busy. They have children and etc. But my granddaughter comes every Monday and gives me a couple of hours so I can go out. What, what about accessing it through uh, community access care? Have you tried to do that? Uh, yes, but it's, uh, someone comes to help and do the exercises, which is very advantageous. But uh, no, not for uh, any, uh, anything else. What I really could love to have is uh, somebody do some of the extra chores that I can get to. And that's pretty well it, I guess. But so I'm actually just phoning to vent a little bit. I, I know, but we we're, we we want to try to help you because you should be able to get someone from Community Access to help you exactly with In those which way? things. In which way? How? Wanda? Uh, you, you know, there's a, a tremendous cost savings when individuals are able to stay home and be cared for their loved one. It's also so much better for the individual because they're in their familiar surroundings with their familiar routines. The 
um, studies estimate that it saves $26 billion a year in costs, uh, the value provided by informal caregivers. So our, our position at CARP is that some of that money should be given to, to caregivers to help alleviate the burden. Now, there are things like um, adult daycare centers where um, you know perhaps your husband could, could go to just give you a bit of respite. There are also you know some programs where people can come in just to either help you with some chores or simply just give you some time to go off and, and look after yourself, have some time away. Uh, so I, I would encourage you to, to see if, if you could have some of those. I know that funding is much tighter than we'd like it to be, but I, I think a, a key is to reach out and, and let people know that, that you're at your wit's end. It's called, they're called community care access centers. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would be great if somebody came for a couple of hours to take him away because he, uh, he cannot go in my car because we're on a, uh, on a little hill and he always falls off. So I, he hasn't been out all winter, and I'm the only one that drives now. Uh, the reason we moved here was because, the, because he is falling all the time. But, of course, now I'm in a home, which is all flat. But now I, at the time I didn't realize what this place is like. Uh, it's like a condominium, but it is on, a, on an angle. And for him to get into the car is like playing Russian roulette, literally. Uh, so somebody could come with a car and take him away for a day to be with other men. That would be really nice. But, well, uh, it, it's, I, I can't tell you exactly what's available, but again, urging you to get in touch with Community Access. Um, maybe you need to talk to your MPP or to help you uh, navigate that system because obviously you've got your hands full. And uh, Maya, from our point of view, thank you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you very much. Okay, bye-bye, Maya. Bye-bye. All right, um, let's go to Dave in Brampton. Hi, Dave, how are you? I'm pretty good. I I think I haven't heard from you for a while. You haven't heard from me for a while. I'm doing all right. I haven't had problems getting my hours at all. As soon as I request them, they give them to me now. Okay, it's a good thing to call into the show. they know who they're dealing with. Okay, yes. (laughs) Now, for anybody like that gentleman who's having trouble... If he asks community access, first of all, for some time, and they refuse him, he asks for a letter stating why, and then he gets in touch with Health Services Review Board. Okay. And they will handle it. Okay. Um, uh, Dave, our producer, is listening to this, and that information is going to be going up on our I can give you the phone number if you website. want it. Go ahead. 416 327 8512 Okay, that's that's excellent information Dave and I'm very glad to see to hear that you are getting the respite that you need. Uh just for going to the doctor and stuff like that. Right. Uh I'm just waiting for now I like I the last time I was at the doctor unfortunately he said I have a heart murmur whatever that means. So Sorry I'm waiting to hear for that. a cardiologist to call me now. Okay, yeah. Well, you you need time to take care of your own health. Well, I'm doing it. <laughs> You're doing it. And uh, how's the caregiving going? Uh, well, it's still, actually, it's getting a little harder because uh, she is, her dementia is getting worse. Mm-hmm. Actually, she doesn't even know who I am. Oh, that's terrible. Sorry to hear that. I, that's life. What can you do? Exactly. I'm, I'm learning to go with the bounces. Okay, well... Otherwise, uh, I think I'd be in a mental institution. Well, good for you for learning to uh, go with the bounces, and you have to make sure that you take care of yourself as well. I'm doing the best I can. Okay, Dave, glad to hear that. Have a good one. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye. 
Okay, uh, so uh, we had a lot of good information from Dave there on where to go if you don't like the answer you get from Community Care Access. Let's talk to uh, Marge in Ingersoll. Hello, Marge. Hi, Libby. I haven't talked to you for a while. Oh, <laughs> nice talking to you. Sick, but I just called in to let them know that I've had trouble with the homemakers coming to service me. They've cut my hours back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're not the only ones, but if that gentleman that called in about his wife... Mm-hmm. Uh, I have private insurance, and that costs me around $300 a year. Mm-hmm. And it pays for a caregiver to come in two hours a day on a, a week. And that's, do you want me to mention the company or leave it? Uh, leave it. Don't mention the company. Uh, I'm curious, did, did you get that insurance before you needed the caregiver or after? Uh, I got it to go overseas, and then I, found, I thought it was good for medical re- refunds too and it is for some but not everything and uh, then I found out it would work with a caregiver mm-hmm well uh, that's a I've good had caregivers coming with that insurance long before CCAC set me up okay well that's that's another option uh, Wanda wants to weigh in on that uh, Marge thanks for your call well I got one more suggestion okay go ahead Alzheimer's yep they have a friendly visiting program for the VON Yep. And there's volunteers that will come in to stay with your loved one and visit with them, even if you're home, to keep the Alzheimer's patients occupied. Wow. I, you know? For my mother. Now, that's here in Oxford County. Oh. I don't know what there is in Toronto, Libby. We'd have to do that one. But I imagine if VON's doing it in one place, they'll be doing it someplace else. That, that sounds like a, a great program. Uh, Marge, you're a font yeah, they of... they had the Friendly Visitor Program here in Ingersoll, too, uh, where you can send your loved one to the care center for the day from 8 in the morning to 4 in the afternoon. And that Ma- gave my dad and I a break when we were the only ones to look after my mother with her dementia and her ostomy. Okay. Yeah. Marge, you're a font of good information, and uh, happy National Caregivers Day, and thank you. Thanks. I've been the caregiver. No, I need a caregiver, Libby. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, Wanda, you wanted to weigh in about uh, some private insurance. I did. Uh, I think Marge's point is excellent, and and I think a lot of people aren't aware that there is actually a product offered by CARP's trusted insurance partner, McLennan. Uh, It's called long-term care insurance, and and I think people think, oh, that will just pay for me to go to a long-term care home, but in fact, it actually pays for people to remain independent and bring care into their home. So I I would encourage our listeners, uh, maybe as a cautionary tale, hearing about what might be in their future, to look into uh, CARP's trusted partner, McLennan, and uh, long-term care insurance. Okay, yeah, and, uh, you know, as as with everything, you know, you check out all your options when it comes to that. Um, okay, uh, let us go to uh, Bruce in Guelph. Hi, hi, Bruce, how are you? Hi, Libby, how are you doing? Fine, thanks, how are you? Not bad. Uh, a couple things. First of all, I'm 62, and I dread the day when I get to this point. I'll tell you what's, what's going on. My dad's 90, and I dread that even more because it's coming soon. Uh, I was telling Dave there, I own a courier company in Guelph, and all we do is deliver for pharmacies. And between myself and my, the drivers that I have, we deliver about 120 deliveries a day. And we talk to these people, and some of the situations are absolutely disgraceful that they're living in. They can't get care. Uh, or their their daughter or you know son or somebody has to come over and the, you know the conditions they're living in it, it's just disgraceful and I dread sometimes when I leave some of these places you wonder if that person's going to be alive the next day or next week because 
you know, they may fall. I've, I've helped people where they have dizzy spells. I've stayed with them for 5, 10, 15 minutes sometimes, talked to them. It is really disgraceful what we're doing to our seniors. Well, well. You know, it, it's just, you know, we, they put in all this time. They put in the work. And, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to say, but there's a lot of people abusing the system. I deliver to people. When I get there, they're already high on something. I don't know what, but I bring them more medication, and they're like 20 years old or 30, whatever. They look able-bodied. I know they might not be. You know, I can't judge. But I'm just saying, here's these seniors. Uh, you know, they need this stuff. And, it, like I say, it's disgraceful some of the conditions they're living in. They get very little help. I will say one thing. Well, there's a couple things. Maybe they're around. There's a place called Right at Home. And uh, they will they will provide uh, care I, again, but you have to pay for it. I think it's like something like fifteen, anywhere from fifteen to twenty five dollars an hour. So that's you know again, seniors can't afford that kind of stuff. So our healthcare system really has to change. I know you've been talking about it for a long time, and kudos to you and, and and everybody there at the Zoomer Radio. But something has to change, and we have to keep pushing for this. Okay, Bruce. Uh, thanks for your call, and um, Thank you. yeah, thanks a lot. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. Well, that, um, you know, I hate hearing things like that, but, but I'm sure uh, he's absolutely right if he spends his day delivering medications for, for seniors and they're probably stuck in bad conditions on their own. I mean, I know even, even people with means and even people who don't have dementia, and I'm thinking a few of, uh, you know, my neighbors, as people get older, uh, even if they're staying in their house, uh, it's, it's much harder for them to take care of the house and and people don't even always realize that really a problem Libby it's it's interesting how in Ontario we, we have a culture of independence that's so strong I mean only about I think five percent of Ontarians live in community whereas in Quebec the number is four times that uh, and it feels to me that we need to to have more options to to allow uh, people to give to get live together uh, and, and in a way that that respects their their dignity and, and gives them a good way to go okay we have just over a minute left so I'm going to take one last call Cindy in Niagara Falls Hi. Cindy. Hi, I appreciate that. Go ahead, you're on the air. Okay, um, did you hear my story? Uh, go ahead, you're on the air. Uh, I have a 22-year-old handicap. I'm a single mom. I'm 63. I have cancer. Oh my goodness, sorry to hear that. He has regular trips to the ambulance. I like to keep my house clean. I like to take uh, care of him. But when I'm sick... And CCAS come out and fill out forms, and Passport Canada, or whoever they are, come and fill out forms, but nobody does anything. So we sit here, I, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I love him, but how can I provide a good, clean, safe home and get my life organized with my other three adult children and a grandson when I can't take an hour in, 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 in months, because they don't, they don't have me on the list, or I, I wasn't updated. Oh, eight years. Gee, we forgot about you for eight years. Okay, Why? well, we just, um, uh, Cindy, uh, I'm sorry that we didn't get to you before the end of the show. Go to our website, um, and there will be the uh, contact information for that review if you've been turned down for some respite care. And Wanda wants to weigh in here. Yeah. Uh, and Cindy, please go to your MPP. Get them involved. Oh, I am. Uh, I'm writing letters. Know. I'm going to Wayne Gates. And, you know, people here in this town, they're high on drugs. They get disability for falling over a curb. And, and my son gets eight twenty-three a month. 
Wow. And, and I, I know it's not much. Handicapped. The government has to wake up. Okay, Cindy, we've got to let you go. Uh, Best of luck to you. Uh, Wanda, finish your thought. Sure. Just to all of the, to Mia, to Joseph, to to Bruce, everybody that called in today, for those of you who are caregivers, carp.ca slash caregiver thanks are special. Uh, Thank you to you for all that you do. Uh, Go there by April 7th. Okay, and to all our caregivers, thank you. And uh, again, go to our website for information if you're not getting what you need and go to your MPP because you deserve it. You deserve it. Happy National Caregivers Day. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.